Are you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful, but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you, the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Today, my featured guest is Kenya Kelly Griffin. You can find her at kenyakelly.com. Doesn't she have a great name? As an accomplished business executive, teacher, and inspirational speaker, Kenya found her voice by writing and speaking about understanding your God-given purpose and living up to your fullest potential. Now, for some of you out there, Startup Nation, again, I don't know why, but a lot of my guests have been showing up as Christians lately. I don't know what to tell you about that. I can't control the world, okay? This is just, they plug into my calendar, boom, it's just how it happens. So if wherever you are in your spiritual journey, just open your ears, open your heart a little bit. Maybe you'll learn something. If you're not getting the results you want in your life, open up. Kenya has captured her audiences by conveying powerful lessons of overcoming fear, self-doubt, and divorce to creating successful six-figure businesses, utilizing her gifts and her corporate background. Now, Kenya is the CEO of If You Brand It, a branding and consulting firm in Redding, California, where she strategically helps business owners like you go from formulation stage of a business to developing million-dollar brands. If you want that, listen up. Grab your pen and paper. Get ready to take notes. She believes that branding is what people say about you. It's not what you say about yourself. Shh, that's the dirty little secret. What you have to say to your clients isn't as important as what your clients are saying about you. When you are not around, what are they saying? That's what she's all about. So we need to tell them what to say. Okay, so that's what we're going to talk about today. Kenya, welcome to your first 100K. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Yes, thank you so much for being here. So I'm super excited to share with you guys. I have been an entrepreneur pretty much forever in between working a full-time job. Uh, I got a lot of my background from the network marketing industry. When I was in college, I got recruited and that's how I learned pretty much most things that I know today is because of network marketing. Yeah, network marketing is a like deep dive into sales and and persuasion really. Oh yeah. So- it's right. It's that's what it comes down to. Um, I haven't done it myself, but I have done pound the pavement type sales. <laughs> I've had a lot of friends in network marketing and I'm like, yeah, we're pretty much doing the same thing just with a different, you know, spin to it. Mm-hmm. So Kenya, let's get into it. Um, but before we do share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. 
something personal. I would say that I'm not fearless. Like everyone thinks that because I do all of these big things all the time, like every time God tells me to do something, I always do it. People think that I'm fearless, but they don't realize that I cry every day. And I'm always like, I don't want to do this. I'm going to fail. And I just do it. They see me do it. They don't see all the struggle that I have to go through to do it. What's the difference between you and them? In other words, what do you have in you that's missing in them that gets you to push past the fear and take the action anyway? I honestly think that it's years of personal development. When I was 21 in network marketing, that company and my mentor forced me to read books. He was like, I'm not mentoring you if you don't read books like Robert Kiyosaki, John Maxwell, Dale Carnegie. And so I spent 10 plus year reading hundreds of books. There were years where I didn't watch TV, listen to music. It was just personal development. And so when I'm having these moments of fear or panic or even divorce, you know, I like, I, I look at a situation and go, okay, but most of the people that I look up to, the reason why they were able to move forward is because they chose it in spite of what was going on. And so I think it's, it's all the information I have on the inside of me from other people. Mm. Do you think that by reading all those books that it shifts your mindset, like it renews your mind? It gives you a, a completely different way of thinking and being than maybe the environment you were raised in? Oh, absolutely. Because I am the, the youngest of four. We grew up extremely poor on government assistance because my mom mentally disabled, all that. And so the, my environment said, go to school, like high school, and then go and try to get some kind of job. It did not say, go to college, start a business. It, it, it was not that environment. But because I was well, first of all, the friends that I had, their parents pushed them to college. And so I chose them. And then once I got to college and then started reading all those books, it showed me that pretty much everybody that we look up to grew up poor. <laughs> you know, not everybody, you know, but a lot of people grew up really, really, really poor, but something in them chose a, a different path, whether that was a friend or that was a grandparent or somebody's neighbor. Um, and the more you read their stories, you know, they're just like you, they just made decisions. And so I could look at people like Michael Jordan, Oprah Winfrey, even Donald Trump, the businessman, I could look at them and go, okay, these are people who had to make big decisions and they did failed and then succeeded. Hmm. I'm going to use Grant Cardone as an example of what you're speaking about here, right? I don't specifically know his uh, early childhood story. However, uh, it's easy for the world to look at him with his 10x rule and 10x conferences. And, you know, he's just blown up across the online uh, digital space and probably one of the best marketed entrepreneurs out there right now or easily recognizable. Yet he didn't blow up and go become the public persona that he is until at late 50s, I want to say. Mm -hmm. um, he was a struggling sales guy his whole mm -hmm. life, a car salesman, right? And somehow, uh, you know, a lot has shifted. Now, there's some backstory there, and I'm not going to get into it about some of the things he's involved in that I disagree with. But point being, uh, some so many times we look at... Um, the winning uh, that we see in people's lives, but we don't see all the losing that came first. Isn't that true? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Like we look at, I think about supermodels and people automatically assume that supermodels think that they're gorgeous and all that. But when you interview them, you hear them say, I, I was so ugly. I was so tall and lanky. And people are like, there's no way you felt that way about yourself. Cause, but they don't understand. They had really big teeth and really big feet. You know, you look at someone like Oprah Winfrey or Ellen DeGeneres, all of them had these things against them. And you know, we, we look at them today and we're like, no, we have to look at their yesterday because their yesterday looks just like ours, sometimes worse. Mm. And for whatever reason, that makes us feel better when we look at others and see worse than our situation, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's <laughs> like a you bunch know, of like, narcissists. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, for me, I'm just like, look at, look at Oprah, look at Beyonce, look at all the people that are quote unquote successful. If we really deep dive, they're just like us. You know, they just kept going and somebody helped them. Yeah, for sure. And some of them, uh, Startup Nation may not have the support system you have around you right now. Yeah. The exactly. difference is they use the one or two people around them to, they ask for help. Yeah. And you have 10 people around you who love you and care about you and you refuse to ask for help. Yeah, exactly. That's and the course. difference. Mm -hmm. We all yeah. need help. Yeah. The people who win are the ones that ask for help constantly. Yeah. And they don't care how it makes them look. They just yeah. want to win. <laughs> All right. So Kenya, speak to me about, you know, I see right here on your website, it says from stressed out, underpaid sales rep to helping thousands identify their God-given talents. Tell me more about that. Yeah. So for years, I, after entrepreneurship, I got back into corporate America. I was a uh, advertising salesperson for a newspaper. I did the employment advertising and I was stressed out because I was making my company a million dollars a year. Like that was my desk to do so, but I was bringing in $40,000, but I was like working like crazy to do so. And, you know, it, it just kind of hit me at this point of, I know that I could be way more successful than this. And so I had to take, you know, drastic measures of starting a business. Now, one of the, I did a lot of different things. One, I started a business teaching African-American women how to care for their curly hair. But years later, I started my branding and consulting business, which is what I do now. And for me, when I first started doing that, I didn't think that anybody would pay me to talk to them. I just didn't. I just knew that I knew something and people were making money in the coaching world and live stream had started. So I said, let me just go on Periscope and talk about branding while I'm at my network marketing company. We'll see what happens. And so I'm teaching all that, you know, branding and marketing. And then also my mind sees in pictures, like because I'm a Jesus girl, we have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit shows you things, right? Like when you're super close, he shows you all types of things. And so when people talk to me for five minutes, I can see things, feel things, hear things that they think that I should not know. And I'm like, I shouldn't, but the Holy Spirit's telling me things. And so what ended up happening was I started teach like working with people one-on-one -on -one, and I would say, Hey, listen, the Holy Spirit's saying this. And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I'm just, what, what is this? And I could see things for them and their businesses. And it started to break people open. Like one lady called me cause she wanted me to help her with a network marketing business. And in the middle of me helping her, I hear the Holy Spirit say, stop, tell her, no, we're not doing that. And I was like, we're not doing that. And she goes, what? And I was like, there's something else. And so as we keep talking, it's this uh, vegan food business. She's always wanted to start, but she never thought she could. And I just pull and pull and pull on her. We come up with a whole name and all the things. Listen, the call was over with. Nobody knew what was going on. 
right? Within an hour, three people reached out to her and said, hey, we want you to cook for us, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Nobody knew she was getting ready to start that business, but it was in that moment she knew that I had heard right and she needed to start it and because she always wanted to do it. And so I watched people go from, oh, I'm gonna focus on network marketing to really focusing on their God-given talents and purpose that they are passionate about, but they need that like permission to do so. And I get such fulfillment getting people on the right road to a million dollars versus just a quick way or whatever thing that they're doing. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. First off, great story. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but it sounds to me like you're actually offering prophetic business coaching. And I don't know if that's a term, but I just made it one, okay? But prophetic business coaching, well, my listener is listening right now and saying, Kenya, I don't have that gifting. I can't do that. I'm a regular business coach. What What do they do? How do they, can they tap into this prophetic business coaching power and freak out their clients like you do? Yes. And because I, you know, whether a person is a Jesus person or not, we all are creator. Let's just talk about the creator in general. We all are created by quote unquote something or someone. And so there is something always talking to us. We say, it's my intuition. I had a a feeling, a thought, whatever. So it's like, no matter what your religion is, something is always talking to you. And if you ask your client enough questions, you will start to get this inspiration and you'll, you'll think that you're a genius and you could be an absolute genius, right? But it's something talking to you. And when you say what it is you're thinking, your client starts having these big eyes of, oh my God, I've always wanted to do that. And one, because you ask more questions. Two, you listen to them and you listen to what was happening in yourself as they were talking and you begin to get this prophetic ability to to talk to them, period. You don't have to be a special person. Like you just have to be created. (laughs) Look at that. (laughs) Startup Nation, Kenya just took away all your excuses and reasons, okay? What she's, what I'm hearing you say is, listen, if you want to be a better coach, if you want to be a better consultant, even if you want to be a better spouse, like we're all connected. Whether you believe in the universe, you believe in God, most of us all believe there's an energy that runs through all of humanity. And when you stop, you listen, you ask questions, you tap into the other person's energy and really hear and see what's going on in them. And right there, the answers, the solutions, the new possibilities start to show up and you can speak that new life into that person that seemed hopeless a few minutes ago. Is that about right? Yep. That's 100% it. Got it. Pretty cool. How do we put that into a strategy? Like (laughs) what's the formula here, Kenya? Yeah. So I actually started a, a, a segment of my business called creative consulting. And so when people like when they fill out a form for a consulting call, they tell me what it what's going on with them. Uh, if they believe in God, how they hear God or whatever. And so literally like what I do with every single client that calls in for that, I say, okay, get a pen, get some paper. And I was like, I'm going to pray. And I want you to start by closing your eyes right? And they close their eyes for like maybe 10 seconds or so. And I'm just praying and I'm praying into whatever it is they wrote on their form. And I tell them the moment I start praying, anything you think, feel, write it down. I don't care if it's sausages. I don't care if it's Stevie Wonder, the ribbon in the sky, whatever you're thinking, I want you to write it down and just write. And I was like, I'm going to write too. And when I finish praying, tell me what you got. 
And what always happens, they always say, when you were praying, you were saying things that there's no way you could know. And they're like, I started thinking about when I was a little girl in a garden or whatever, and all these little things just come out during that time frame. And when we talk about it, they, listen, 90% of my clients start crying because they're like, oh my God, I realize what's blocking me. I realize this is happening and this is happening. I really hate my job. I really want to do this instead. And every coach can do that just by one, just praying and then letting them tap into what is happening with them. Because so often when we get on a call with a client, we have A, B, C, D, E, F, G. This is what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. But what if we pause and really just let the client, like just pray, if you're, you know, want to do the praying thing and let them kind of like write what they're thinking and feeling. And then you tap into what you're thinking and feeling. There's this whole synergistic thing that happens that you end up crying. I've had times on my calls and I'm just like, we just got to pause because I'm crying. Like what's happening with them, you know, because we just, we just pause. And it's not because we're like, oh, oh, thou art Jesus. We're not necessarily doing that. It's just slowing down, you know, and I think every coach can do it if they just, even if it's just two minutes of prayer, if that's what their client wants. It's interesting. Um, I, I think you're talking about intuitive coaching, right? And yeah. uh, I had a guest on the show, a friend of mine, Heather Alashe. Uh, she runs Atmana uh, Academy, Coaching Academy, and she certifies coaches in this, tapping into their intuition mm-hmm. um, and really just slowing down. And she meets them wherever they are, Christian, non-Christian, doesn't matter, right? Uh, she's saying we all have this God-given ability to really intuitively connect with others and then interpret you know, what's going on, but just by listening um, and then give advice based on that. So what I'm hearing you say, when it comes to working with your clients, Startup Nation, what you have to say to them isn't as important as what they have to say, right? That's going on in them. Yeah. And if you just tap into that, they'll give you the answers that they need to hear from your lips. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It gives them permission now to go act upon it or confirmation. Go ahead. Yeah, because one of of the things that we know as people is all of us, there's something keeping us from moving forward, right? There's something keeping us from whether it's 100,000, 100 million, a billion, right? And it's not until we ask certain questions and then, you know, like let them answer and let them have these like light bulb aha moments that they realize, oh, I'm really blocked because my dad, when I was a kid, took my piggy bank and he took my piggy bank to help pay bills. But I, that was my first lesson in money that even if I earn it, it's going to be taken away or whatever it is. Mm. And that person has to go, hey, that's actually not the truth. That's actually that's an old memory. That's not the truth. And let me just heal from that and then move forward. But a client would never, ever think that that was holding them back until you had like a a quiet, calm down, like, Hey, so what, what, how do you really feel about money? And what about this? And what about that? Like I was on a call, I was working with a client and she said, I can tell you what's blocking you from your next financial level and from love. I was like, excuse me. (laughs) She was like, I can tell you. I said, okay, at the end of this call, I want you to tell me. And so at the end of the call, she's telling me about my mom and all this stuff and my dad. And I'm looking at this lady like, oh my God. And she was exactly right, but she couldn't have known. But in that moment, she calmed. And for like three minutes, she could feel me, know me. And then, and now it's not blocking me anymore because now I've made aware of it. Boom. But that was, she paid to talk to me and she helped me in the call, you know? 
That's a good deal <laughs> for you. Really cool. All right. Startup Nation. We're speaking with Kenya Kelly Griffin. You can find her at KenyaKelly.com. Um, let's get into a little more business, tactical, practical here. Uh, specifically, like you said, there's my audience right now, my listener, they're feeling stopped somewhere in their life. They just don't know how to see it. Uh, what's the thing that's stopping them? It's invisible to them. Uh, you know, the worst enemy is an invisible enemy. They feel blocked. They don't know which way to go, left or right. They have an opportunity in front of them. They're not sure if it's the right opportunity or they should in invest everything into that, whether it be time or money. Um, they just feel confused. They feel frustrated. Mm -hmm. And many of them, especially if they're over 40, have forgotten how to win. They've forgotten what it feels like to win. We used to win as kids. But as adults, life has beat us up so much, Kenya, right? So we forgot how to win. What are three tactical and practical tips or strategies that you want to give to that listener right now for wherever they are in their business? Yeah. So the first thing I do with every single person is I ask them, where do you want to go? Where do you want to end up, right? So first of all, what, what do you, where do you want to end up in a year? five years, 10 years. If we're talking about finance, let's say, what's your financial goals, right? So what's your financial goal for a year? What's your financial goal for five years, 10 years, right? Once you kind of know what that is, then you can then you can look at, all right, so what do I, what is it that I have to offer or want to offer people in one year, five year, 10 years, right? Because if you start just where you are today, then that's that's not enough. That's You're gonna always tap out there. But if you look at where you're going, that's gonna help you build the roadmap for where you wanna go, right? Second thing I want you to do is I want you to ask yourself, what is keeping you from, let's just say the one year goal, or let's just do maybe six months. What, what is the thing that's keeping you from doing that? Is it time? Is it money? Is it assistance? What, what, what actually is the roadblock? And then ask yourself, is that really a roadblock or is that actually an excuse, right? Because if you're saying, I don't have help, then all you need is a library card, right? And you can turn John Maxwell, Robert Kiyosaki, all the greats into your mentor, right? Um, and then the third thing I would say is like, uh, ask yourself, what are you willing to do, right? What are you willing to do to have the success you want to have? I'll give you my own personal story. I'm used to being 155 pounds, right? Which is tight from my, my, from my body, right? But for years, I just kind of fell off because I hurt my knee when I was running one time, all the things, went through divorce, all the stuff. And so I just found myself battling, battling, battling. And finally, I had to sit down with myself and say, okay, where do I want to go? I want to get back to that 165 mark. Okay, that's not going to happen today, right? What's keeping me from that? The things I feel about myself, the fear I have around running again, right? Then I said, okay, what can I do today? I sat down and said, all right, I can do what I'm calling phase one, right? Which is, okay, let me up my, my, my basic vitamins that are really good for me. Let me add more grains and let me exercise twice a week. That's it. So I'm not focused on losing 40 pounds. I'm not focused on the fact that my knee could give out again. I'm like, this is what I can do today. And I think I took my vitamins the other day and I woke up and was like, oh, I feel amazing. I've never felt this amazing in 
forever. And it made me cry, it made me break down because I'm like, wow, where did that come from, right? But that made me feel good in that moment. But I, my goal is still the 50 pound weight loss, but I'm not focusing on it. So if you're saying, I want to make 100K, 200, a million, whatever it is, you've got to break things down. Like, where do you want to go? What's holding you back? And what could you do today? And that, and give yourself some practical basics of what you can start with. Startup Nation, there's your three questions. Apply to any area of your life that is not working or you'd like to be working better. Mm-hmm. Like stop sitting in the mud and complaining that you're stuck. <laughs> All you got to do is get up. That's really what it comes down to. These are three questions that will get you up and get you moving forward. I definitely agree with Kenya on this. I have applied these to my life as well. Maybe a different version, different language, but same exact things. Um, Okay, Kenya, uh, we're about to enter my favorite part of the show, the hustle round. (laughs) But before we do, I'd like to say Startup Nation, this is for you. If you're stuck, don't be stuck alone. Like Kenya's right now just going big eyed because she's like, yes, so many people, we all struggle. Smart people don't struggle alone. No. Stupid people, fools struggle by themselves. Which are you startup nation? Are you asking for help right now or not? If there's, If you look around your life and say, well, Joseph, I would ask for help, but there's nobody I really trust, honestly. Okay, got it. Got it. That's fair. At least that's real. Now you're having a real conversation, right? So I'll invite you um, to jump on a warm-up call with me. You've been listening to me for, I don't know how long, listening to this show, maybe both my shows. Maybe it's been a month. Maybe it's been a year. Maybe it's been two years or three years since I started this show. We obviously have a relationship because somehow you keep plugging me, my voice into your ears on a weekly basis. So if there's some kind of no like, and trust built there, jump on a call with me. Don't be intimidated to ask for help. It doesn't make you look bad. It actually makes you look courageous Mm -hmm. because that's what courage is. It's saying, hey, I don't have it all figured out, but I'm not going to sit here and keep losing. I want to win. Show me how to win. I'll do whatever it takes for as long as it takes. Let's go. So if you want that, I'm not going to charge you for that, even though I should, but I do not work for free. So know that. Uh, But you could jump on that call with me at josephwarren.net. josephwarren.net. Go schedule that call uh, before my calendar fills up because it fills up and then it empties and then it fills up and hope you get in. All right, Kenya, welcome to the hustle round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready? Yes. No. You got the biggest smile on your face. It's awesome. <laughs> what is your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur and not being in that corporate job anymore? Being myself. I'm like SpongeBob, Billy Graham, and Oprah Winfrey. And I'd love to be that. <laughs> 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 Haven't heard that combo before. <laughs> what is your least favorite thing about being out on your own, doing it on your own, being yourself? Because if I fail, it all fails. Yeah. It's a lot riding on it. Yeah. It's cool. No one else to blame. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are you most afraid of? 
dying alone. Boom. Love it. That's what I specialize in relationship coaching people. We all need it. All right. I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our lives. Just part of the human condition. What are you struggling with right now, either professionally or personally? I'm struggling with trusting people again, because I was, my ex-husband cheated on me. Got it. So you've been burnt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now every person you look at, you look at through the, the sunglasses of your ex. Yeah. Look at that. How often we do that. What secret fear do you have about people? A good fear? Mm-hmm. A good fear I have about people. Secret fear. What secret oh, fear do you have about people? Um, they'll take advantage of me. Yeah. Kind of connects with the last one. Yeah. What do you wish you had learned sooner in business? That I'm more awesome than I give myself credit for. <laughs> I think you're awesome. <laughs> what is a new habit you want to create? <laughs> Eating plant-based. Yeah. <laughs> What's a bad habit you want to break? Eating a whole lot of candy. Oh, candy. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> uh, pick three words to describe who you are now. Ambitious, loving, faith-filled. Yeah. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in business. Hustler, um, afraid, and manipulative. You know what? You, your face got all scrunchy there because you didn't want to admit that publicly. But you know what? That's real. Yeah. Let's be honest. We're all little. We all have our agendas <laughs> yeah. in our relationships. You may not admit your manipulative startup nation. We all do it. Some just do it more obvious than others. Yeah. <laughs> and last question, Kenya. If you could come back to life, look your family and friends in the eye. Even look your three kitty cats in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about everything. Life, death, eternity, business, relationships, love, all of it. What would you say to them? I would say that the number one relationship you need to have is a relationship with God because everybody's awesome, right? And having all the things is awesome and amazing, but... God helps you do everything in life better. Uh, it helps you love people better. helps you be a better business owner. It helps you love yourself better. Um, give more people grace and mercy that they need. Um, and when you die, you're not going to die with anything. You're going to go with God or another place. <laughs> Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first 100,000 this year? Yeah. So number one, First of all, you got to understand that you can do this, um, that you don't have to be a special person. You don't have to be me or Joseph. You can do this being exactly who you are. Um, you just have to make a, a decision that, that you're going to do this. And what I mean by decision is I'm not, not just the post-its around your house, but that every single day you're going to decide to do the things, one, that you're hearing on the show, but that you're going to do the things that you know are necessary to be successful every single day, even if nobody shows up. Also, lastly, is that you have to show up every single day. You know, like there were so many days when I would be on live stream teaching for an hour and nobody would show up. 
and I kept doing it and kept doing it. And now people go, you're such a great person on camera. And I'm like, yeah, because for days and weeks, nobody was there watching and I got better. And so you have to be consistent because in that moment, when you show up, you just never know who's watching and your yourself is watching. You need the discipline in order to be successful. Uh, but you, you have all the things you need to do, the product services and systems here on the podcast, but you just need to implement them and choose to do them every day. Mm. That was powerful truth there, girl. I know when I was doing Facebook lives for a while and nobody was showing up, man, I quit. <laughs> I quit. Yeah. I wussed out. It's tough. Startup Nation, I wussed out. I was like, and I did it from a self-righteous place, which was worse. I was like, well, if they're all not going to give me my time, I'm not going to give them my value. Mm-hmm. Right? Who lost? I did. Yeah. <laughs> That's the truth of it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Kenya, how does Startup Nation get in touch with you? I know you're you're up to something right now. You're monetizing TikTok. Tell us a little bit about that. Tell them where to find you and get, get the juice. Give them the goods. What you got? Yeah. So you guys can find me on KenyaKelly.com. I do a lot of playing on uh, Instagram at Kenya Kelly. And my biggest fascination is TikTok. I got started with TikTok at the beginning of the pandemic just to be entertained, but I realized that it's the fastest growing social media platform and we've got 165,000 followers. Our business is growing like crazy from it. And it's a great place for you to be as a marketer, even though you think it's just teenagers and all that, no. This is a place you wanna be and learning and building right now before the masses get there, especially in the US. Do you think it's better than Facebook right now? Yes. Why? Yes. Because I have never gone viral on Facebook. I've never gone viral on Instagram. I've gone viral on TikTok at least every two weeks. Um, at, like every two weeks, all the time. Like I, I did a video two weeks ago and it 2.6 million views, a business video. I have I gained 60,000 followers in eight days as a result of that video. And not all of them are my customer, but 165,000 people. I don't have that on any social media platform, none. And they're what all- is, what, what is the difference? What do you attribute, attribute the difference to between those two platforms? Cause you're the same person showing up the same way on both, yes? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. What's the difference? Yeah. I think that TikTok is just a different type of app, the way that it, the way you play with it. It's just different. It's like when Facebook came out, we had to learn that Instagram is different from Facebook. And so now you've got TikTok, which is much different. It's just a zero to 60 seconds of content where it's entertainment. And on TikTok, you have to be creative and more fun and less inside this corporate like box or whatever. But it's just something about the algorithm. It's something I can't put my finger on it. It's just, I've never had a video on TikTok bomb, meaning I've had at least 500 views on every single video that I have. Facebook, that, that's a rarity <laughs> you know, with my videos. Wow. Thank you for that. All right. So they go to monetize the talk.com. Yep. That's Is that it. correct? Mm-hmm. All right. And what are they going to get when they go there? Yeah. So we have a course where I'm teaching you all the strategies, the basics and the advanced of building your business on TikTok. But in addition to that, every month I come on and I do a live, a call of answering any kind of questions you guys have about TikTok because TikTok is always changing, just like all social media platforms. And when we have our monthly call, it gives you an opportunity to learn new trends, ask questions specifically about you and your account and helping you to be able to monetize it. All right, Startup Nation, that sounds like a pretty amazing offer to me. 
Go to monetizethetalk.com. Uh, I'll put those links in the show notes here. Um, and Kenya, you're a rock star girl. Thank Thanks you. for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with, but won't admit. We got to get your faith right to get your business right. Go to brokencatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.